Thanks for downloading this episode of On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at ontherecord, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com. My guest today is Patricia Hogan from WebSense. She is a senior PR specialist. Uh, Patricia and I are here at the Public Relations Society of America's International Conference in Orlando. And uh, she's going to talk to us about WebSense, their technology, and uh, what's new and exciting in the world of uh, IT security. Patricia, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Eric. Now, tell us first uh, just a little bit about WebSense, what it is, how it works in a nutshell. Sure. So WebSense protects companies' um, web security, email security, and something called data loss prevention, which keeps um, you know, bad guys from coming in and stealing your data and also keeping data from being leaked out, out of an organization. So we do all of that through something we call content security, which really looks at, um, goes a little bit deeper than um, just high-level classifications. So we really look at the context of all of the content that's coming in into your organization from the web, um, from the, you know, from email, and also looking at data, just doing a really deep dive. So the idea then is that the, this computer system would somehow decide what gets through and what goes out. It's 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 automated. Right. It's it's actually it's a very um, in depth um, intelligence system that we've actually built over the last fifteen years. We've been looking at the web, classifying it, making sure that we're keeping organizations safe. And and uh, is the who's the customer for a product like this? The customer, they're enterprises, so it can be you know small, medium, large businesses, um, you know any organization that's really looking to keep their um, keep their employees safe and keep their network um, safe from the bad guys. And who makes the purchase purchasing decision for a product like this? Generally, it's the IT teams, um, as well as of course that involves a number of other folks, but it's mainly driven by the IT folks. And so, so IT puts this in, and does this block access to sites at all? I mean, is it um, used for that ever? Yeah, it, d- it depends on um, on who it is that's that's you know once we we give them the product, they really the IT teams decide how they how it is that they want to use it. Sometimes it's you know let's look at the websites that people are visiting and let's decide which content we want we think is appropriate for work and which one you know is more appropriate for after work. Do we want to set quotas? Do we want to there's, there's a web part of it. There's also email security as well. Looking at all the emails that are coming in, um, you know, over 90% of emails that are coming in are spam. So we're taking a look at how to make how it's, how um, organizations can actually um, use email safely. So there's also the other part, which is the data loss prevention um, piece that we talked about as well, which is making sure that your confidential information, like your credit card numbers that you get from customers, um, your social security numbers, um, you know, important IP, do- you know, intellectual properties, not leaving your organization um, either by accident or um, maliciously. So we make sure that you know companies stay safe and that their confidential information stays within the organization. Now, what about like uh, social media? Because I know I've actually been. Uh, at companies before, and I'll try to access a social media site, and a WebSense uh, page will come up, mm-hmm. and they'll say this site has been blocked by the administrator. 
that's part of it, but it's not the whole thing, right? Right, exactly. So, um, you know, while our technology, we allow IT teams to look at, you know, how it is that they want, you know, people to be able to use the web. Um, we, they, they do it so that um, organizations stay safe and they do it in line with what their policy is. So, for example, if an organization says, you know, we want to let certain groups of employees access the social web, like we'll let the marketing team access Facebook for marketing purposes, but maybe they don't let, um, let's say, the engineering team access Facebook. Um, that's completely up to the IT groups that are implementing it in the companies, but what we do is we want to make sure we give them the option to do it, but our technology also allows them to do it safely. So that's typically the way it works. I mean, IT actually makes the decision on what to allow access to and what not to allow access mm -hmm. to, or is that made by someone else and implemented by IT? You know, generally it's it's done, um, I, you know, each individual company is a little bit different. Um, it just depends on the environment. Um, usually if, you know, if access is necessary for certain groups, for example, marketing um, often needs to use social media sites such as Facebook, you know, YouTube, Twitter, um, and HR needs LinkedIn to recruit. Um, you know, they can work with their IT teams and really partner with them and make sure that they're getting the access that they need. Um, and, and I think it's a, it's a delicate balance because IT feels like they need to keep the organization secure but also productive and, and moving forward. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeremiah Oyang, the analyst with Altimeter Group, uh, who's a previous guest of this podcast, uh, put out a report last year, I'll have a link in the show notes, about sort of the impact on so of social media on business. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things he said, or one of the things the report talks about is sort of the applications for marketing of social media, which you know, seems to be the most obvious. Mm -hmm. You can use this to communicate and sell and promote. But then it also talks about the applications of social media to other areas of the business. Mm -hmm. The idea that um, you know perhaps logistics, R&D, uh, customer service, uh, you know, management, other areas of the business could actually operate more productively and efficiently if they used social media as well. Mm -hmm. So what what would you say like to the customer that comes to you and says, look, I understand the need to protect my intellectual property, I get all that, but in terms of blocking access to social media, wouldn't I just be better off training my people to use it effectively than actually restrict access with technology? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that there is definitely a way that, like like we were said, there there needs to be a balance. I think I think it depends on yeah, each organization is a little bit different, but I think you know our, what we've done at WebSense is really build technology that will keep you know organizations safe, but also you know productive on um, on social media channels. So actually, we just recently in our most recent feature update for a product called we call WebSense Triton, which is a combination of web email um, web email and data security. So it's one big platform. You know, all the pieces kind of talk together. So, but what we've done with that, um, with the brand new features, is that we've actually enabled brand new social media controls so that you can go in and really get granular on, you know, okay, I want to allow Facebook, but I don't want to allow anybody to play games on Facebook, but I want to allow them to post. So you can, our technology will go into Facebook and can say, can kind of look at the content and say, this part's allowed, you know, this part, maybe we don't want to allow it during working hours. You know, t there's part of me, you know, that I, I get it. I mean, you know, the, they're, you're employing people. You want to make sure they're doing their job. Fair enough. 
But on the other hand, it seems like the boundaries between professional and personal are kind of frayed in the digital world. Because, you know, a lot of us now have company phones, and we're expected to turn around emails, whether it's weekends or in the evenings. And we're expected to monitor what's going on for business, you know, either online or in the internet off hours. Shouldn't we then, by the same stroke, be allowed to engage appropriately in some amount of social interactivity uh, that's not work-related during work hours, so long as we fulfill our mandate as an employee? I think that there is definitely a, um, I think IT security technology, especially like WebSense technology, for example, we're looking to enable businesses to embrace the social web. We want to make it safe for them to be able to use it. It's a very valuable business tool. Um, you know, if you look at the stats, um, we found that, you know, most users are only two clicks away from malicious content. That's not very far. This is reputable websites. They're only two clicks away from it. So there is danger, but at the same time, I think you have to, what we want to do is we want to balance the safety with really allowing people to still be able to use these channels because they are so important. So we're looking to really enable people to use the social web because to, you know, that's why we have, you know, brand new like YouTube abilities, um, LinkedIn, you've got Facebook, Twitter, I mean, you know, what we're looking to do is enable um, organizations to do it, but to do it safely. I do, I, you know, for the last five years, I'm literally flying all over the world doing these social media trainings, most of the time where people have a computer and we're trying to learn to do things together. I've never once been in a situation where someone had a lockdown computer or a problem with blocking technology where they were okay with it. It, it, they were always usually really upset, like, oh my God, I can't believe it's blocked. They were upset. Mm -hmm. They felt as though they were not trusted. And, you know, there's, there's been a, a bunch of books have come out about getting your employees to part with that little bit of discretionary effort that makes the difference between them being a good employee and outperforming, doing a great job for the company. How do you use blocking technology to mitigate access without demotivating your employees? And I think it's... it's what we're trying to, what we've done at WebSense is we actually created something called a social media acceptable use policy kit that we've made available for IT professionals to use um, to communicate to employees the importance of, you know, why it is that they're looking at social media sites, you know, what they need to be aware of and how they can stay safe. And that, that goes beyond, you know, security, but also best practices for the social web. You know, remember that, you know, anything you put on the social web, for example, is always out there. But I think that, you know, we've really worked to create a kit, a ready-made kit that IT folks can use and can, you know, um, communicate with employees. They can use, um, you know, to communicate to their own internal Talk IT Talk to team. us about the kit. Like, what type of content is it? And is it publicly available? Can we link to it? Mm -hmm. It is. It's publicly available on our site. Um, I'll go ahead and I'll give you the link. So we'll have know. a link in the show notes if mm -hmm. anyone wants to see that. And what type of content is in the kit? So, the content has, um, it has training tools um, for employees that IT can use. So, it's got a PowerPoint that IT folks can use. It's got an email they can use. 
things to send out, as well as a training guide that kind of walks employees through, you know, what is it that, you know, what are the dangers on the social web? What do they need to watch out for? And what are the best practices that they need to take? It also helps train, you know, it's a package that IT can use to train their own internal team, you know, on the social web. Um, I think it is, you know, sort of what the next, you know, frontier of communication. And I think that uh, what we've really done at WebSense is try to allow organizations to embrace it and still do it safely. Um, it was years ago, but uh, the Virginia Institute of Technology put together a panel. And I remember two of the four panelists were Walt Mossberg and Stephen Waldstrom, who used to write for Business Week. And they were talking about corporate IT departments. And, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase here, but my memory of what they said was that um, corporate IT departments are the single biggest impediment to innovation with, within the organization because in an effort to provide security and uptime, uh, they restrict the organization from being able to use services which are innovative and empowering, uh, but which they feel might compromise their ability to keep the network up and secure data. So why wouldn't IT look to a scenario like DOD, U.S. Department of Defense, where they have a classified network and a non-classified network, where they secure the classified network and they make sure that all the information on the non-classified network is accessible and you can access Facebook and just use policy and training to control things. It's like, you know, you think about controlling AIDS in sub-Saharan sub Africa, you know, and, and the answer is always, you know, you're not going to be able to lock people up and restrict them from having sex with each other. What you do is you try to educate them, you try to give them access to uh, protection that will, you know, prevent the spread of AIDS. Why not take that type of approach rather than using technology to restrict access? I think that it really goes back to, you know, it, every organization has a different use case. Every organization, um, you know, kind of looks at their employees, looks at what they're trying to accomplish and say, you know, how can I allow them to do this and do it safely and keep our network safe and keep our business running? Um, you know, I think each individual case is different. But what I can say is that, you know, with the social web in particular, it's a, it's a huge business opportunity organizations and that's why I think you know the IT security industry has been looking at it going okay we need to allow access but how do we do it safely where's that balance and I think that that's something that WebSense has done really well um, and I think that organizations and IT teams in particular are starting to say okay we can't we can't ignore this this is something that is going to be around for our teams to be successful how do we allow them to be successful how do we work with them and I would definitely encourage um, encourage folks to work with the IT team and you know talk to them about the business use case and you know really um, you know point them to our AUP kit um, because there are ways that you can work with the IT teams to make sure that they understand just how important it is. So for those listeners who think I'm a complete asshole for badgering you for the last 15 minutes and they want WebSense, how do they get it? So they can go to our website. It's uh, websense.com, and um, I think that you know there's an AUP kit that you'll have on your podcast. 
that's the right. We're going to have the link to the kit for sort of making the business case right. internally mm-hmm. to deploy mm-hmm. a product like WebSense. Exactly. And if you go on our website and go to contact, you can fill out a form, and we can definitely get um, get started. Um, but I think it's all about um, at the end of the day when it comes to securing the social web. You know, you really have to look at the content that's on the social web, and that's something and, and secure against it, and make sure that organizations stay safe. And that's what WebSense is trying to do. So. Anything else you'd like to talk about that we didn't cover? Because I kind of, you know, I kind of peppered you with these questions. But was there anything you wanted to discuss about web security, a point you wanted to get across that you feel like you didn't get the opportunity to make? I don't want to, you know, I don't want to restrict you from saying saying what you need to say. Um, I think at the end of the day, it is all about really safely embracing the social web and working with your IT teams to make sure that they understand how important it is and that there is a safe way you can do it. There is a safe way that they can do it and really just remembering that IT is your partner in that in that quest. So. You know, it's interesting. I um, recently did some work for a, a unified communications company and one of the things they're up against is the cell phone. You know, it used to be they sold these expensive phone systems and that allowed them to transfer calls and you know, make sure they could get people through a variety of channels. But increasingly, people are just moving to uh, a smartphone, and so there's no need for, in many cases, you know, this full-blown phone system anymore. I wonder, I mean, do we get to the place ultimately where there's not really a need for the organization to power a network internally that people communicate through? I mean... Could we all just basically VPN in, tunnel in, and uh, use our use our smartphones? I mean, is that the future? You think? You know, I, it's tough to say what you know the future is, but I think that you know there will always be. Come on, you can predict the future. <laughs> I think Don't hold back on me. I, you know that is one of my talents. I'm very good at predicting the future, but I all would. Right, say, we're headed to the track after this. But I would, I would say that you know, in the future, no matter how we're getting the information within the organization, the bad guys will always figure out a way to somehow try and steal information or try and get, um, you know, get that corporate. I, you know, intellectual property. And so, you know, within the IT security industry, you're always changing. You're always, you know, getting your technology to be, you know, even more innovative and even, you know, more robust. And I think that that's definitely something that I see in the future is that it's continued innovation, continuing to try and stay ahead of, you know, what it is that the bad guys are doing. And, and I think Websense has done a really good job of that. After the nuclear holocaust, there will be two creatures left standing. Cockroaches and spammers. Dan Gilmore. Uh, Patricia Hogan, uh, Senior Public Relations Specialist with WebSense. Thanks for putting up with me. Thank you so much, Eric. You've been listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at ontherecord, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com. On the Record Online is hosted by Eric Schwartzman, an independent online communications consultant whose clients include the U.S. Department of State, the United States Marine Corps, the U.S. Embassy of Greece, the Government of Singapore, Johnson & Johnson, Toyota, 
Southern California Edison, the Environmental Defense Fund, and dozens of small to medium-sized organizations. For information about engaging Eric Schwartzman as a speaker, social media trainer, or digital strategist, visit www.ericschwartzman.com or send email to eric at ericschwartzman.com.